Okay. Good morning, Raboisai. How is everybody doing? Very busy morning this morning. Uh, where are we? Today is 42 days in the Oimer. Hayoim Shnaim Varboim Yoim Shem Shisha Shavuois Boimer. Only one week away from Matan Torah. Unbelievable. I'm just curious if anybody was saved by uh, the Sphere of Timer thing, or I'm just reading it for no good reason. Um, today, believe it or not, we have five sponsors. We started out with two, then started growing through the night, and I have a little bit of an explanation for it. I'll uh, read an email. This one is dedicated by Michael Sugarman. I want to dedicate this year in honor of my granddaughter's birthday, Chobzayin Ir. She's my first grandchild, and we share the same birthday. Her bas mitzvah is today. I'm 65 and never learned Gemara. I started in January with brachas, and I've continued to the present time. I got behind, but now I'm caught up. I really appreciate the way you present the material, the chevra, and your dedication to the shir. I usually watch the shir on YouTube the following day, but hope to watch live someday soon. All the best. Keep up the good work, and thank you for providing this avenue for learning. Talmud, Michael Sugarman. Some people were asking me, it seems like from all these emails that uh, we have all these guys that uh, just started learning, and is that we, we, it's a whole mix. That's the whole point of this year. We have the Hasidim from Borough Park, we have the guys from Crown Heights, we have the Talmud Chachamim. I'm not saying the guys from Crown Heights and Borough Park, not, but we have guys in the shir that are Magidish uh, Shurim. We have Menachem Mata, who, if I'm not there, he just opens up and starts uh, giving over shir without preparing. You know, we have the gamut. It just happens to be that. I have a soft spot for all these guys that just start learning and didn't open up a Gemara for a long time. I, I really do have a soft spot, but it's not to say that um, the shear is only for those kind of guys. We have the guy from Lakewood, the, the Rav, and from California. What happened to that Rav from California? That uh, Rebbe from the yeshiva that used to email us. I wonder if he's still on. Okay, so that's that. That's the, the birthday part. Let's go to the uh, Lili Nishmas. Uh, today, this, this sponsor was months ago, he put it already into the system, sponsored by Bernard David. That's our Rosh Chabur of Manchester, which happens to be that uh, Philip Rose from our Chabur of Manchester is turning 70, 70 years old. Sponsored by Bernard David for Yehuda ben Doiv Ber, Zechorin Levrocha, my father Zechorin Levrocha. So Yishkoyach Bernard, Bernard's son, who's in Koilol, a Koilol guy, comes to our share every single day. And he listens, he doesn't have Zoom, but he listens every single day on Zoom today. And this is dedicated by Yoshua Aaron Price, some undercover operations, he tells me. Now, I'll explain to you what he means by uh, undercover operations. I'm not exactly sure the undercover and who the... So I'll tell you like this. There's... Um, I read an email a while ago. Where is it? Uh, back in... Um, I don't know. Uh, so that's uh, 11 days ago. And this is uh, written by Seth Hellman. And here's a picture, and uh, you probably recall, the first time Seth putting on tefillin. And I talked about Seth a few times. Also, a soft spot in my heart. Somebody just started learning Torah. And he's there every single day from New Hampshire. You'll see him on Zoom. He's there. But this is what's very uh, emotional. So he writes to me yesterday. Hello, Rebelli. I woke up today and got a call from Yeshua saying that I should have a package. I went downstairs and found this. If you could extend my gratitude towards whoever sent this to me, that would be amazing. I'm extremely appreciative of this gift and how everyone has welcomed me with open arms, Seth Hellman. What you'll see here is interlinear Siddur art scroll for Shabbos, interlinear Siddur for weekday, interlinear Tehillim, the art scroll Gemara Shabbos, and the art scroll introduction to the Talmud, and a card I couldn't read out. It said something from the Dafayomi guys, something. Couldn't read it. But here's the package that Seth Hellman got. And when I saw it, it brought a tear to my eye because I know Seth, when he opened it up, he was excited. But trust me, there's many people out there that, that are emotional about this. 
It's Mika Amcha Yisrael. It's the Chevra sticking together, helping each other out. It's amazing. That's that. Uh, this is from Rani, just a picture of Rani learning the daf. Um, what else do we have today? Uh, I sent a message to sponsor the Shilas, Nishmas, my uncle. Nochameir ben Benzina Koyin, his yard says today, he passed away with no children a few years ago. Long time listener, since beginning of Brachas. First time writer, just wanted to echo the sentiments of so many emails before me. Between the jokes, the chevra, the absolute straightforwardness of the delivery rebellion makes, it's a pleasure to learn the daf daily. Like many who have written in the past, I too barely picked up a Gemara since my yeshiva days roughly 10 years ago, and now Baruch Hashem I do almost daily. I'm Baruch Hashem up to date. Tonight in the U.S., while listening to the Shia rebellion mentioned that you are running out of sponsorships. Not sure if he was kidding or not. At the same time, someone posted on my family chat reminding us about our uncle's yard site. So one plus one equals sponsorship. Wishing you and Yechever much continued atzlacha. A non-live YouTube listener, P.S., please let me know, blah, 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 thank you. So Yishkoyach for the sponsorship, I feel bad that today there were five sponsorships. Um, maybe everybody got together, because I mentioned it, so they, they started finding uh, Bubbies and Zaydi, uh, uncles, and uh, we could give you your money back. You could do another sponsorship a different day, it's fine. Uh, to, again, somebody asked yesterday, why does Ellie need all this money? Well, it's to support our base measures, the brand new building that we built. Oh, by the way, tremendous, tremendous news. Be'ezer Hashem, we are moving back into our building. On Sunday, we don't have a clear plan. The plan is to be careful, let only 20 people in with certain uh, the social distancing. People will have to, Be'ezer Hashem, sign up. Let us know who wants to come and we'll figure out and we'll try to make a rotation. But it's a tremendous simcha for us. Yesterday we got an amazing one-of-a-kind table that holds almost 30 people. It starts off extremely wide and becomes narrower and narrower so the people at the end could kind of like look without twisting their neck. It opens up in the middle as a bima. Unbelievable. Fits the, I think we have probably the coolest base measures in the world. A place that is conducive and, and just screams out, let's learn Torah, let's have fun while we do it. It's amazing. All right. Um, one more here. This was Lili Nishmasim Yerush China Basil Yezer. While miracles from were happening during the Six Day War, our family is mourning my mother 53 years ago. We are comfortable knowing, going from Yom Zikaron to the celebration of Yom Rishulayim, may we see the complete rebuilding of Rebbeis Hamikdash. Thank you for saying Kaddish in her memory. Looking forward to seeing you in the Shia when I come soon. Phil Rosenblatt and family, Yeshakayach, Phil Rosenblatt. All right. We're holding Daf Ayin Hey on the base. Today's Daf Ayin Vav, the last and final Daf of the most famous, not the most famous, but the famous Klal Gadol, amazing Perik in Shas. Says the Mishnah of Oid Klal Acher Amr. So if you recall, the first Mishnah of the Perik starts, Klal Gadol, there's a major rule. And now the Mishnah says, well, there's another rule. I don't know how major it is. It's a rule. Kol HaKosher Now, we are... Turning, this is the beginning, this is the first Mishnah of many. Uh, for the next 30 days approximately, we're going to be discussing the concept of Eitzah. The, the final, final melacha in the, the first Mishnah of our parak was Eitzah. I'm sorry, Ellie. Yes. I'm sorry. Just, just Go ahead. before you get started, just on a technical point, we're going to probably just create a Google form that we'll send out, and that's how they'll sign up, and then we'll get which week, which day, because everything is changing by the minute. So, now, I just want to point out that this major table with the 30 people is for the original group, the snobs, the clique. Everybody else is worthless, doesn't really deserve to be in the share, but we do them a big favor and we let them in. Now, there was, the, all jokes aside, there's a big tumult about Maybe the, the new guys should come in, but we are, we're a clique, we're snobs, we don't really, uh, uh, whatever. So we might have to let these guys in, in, a, in two, like he said, in a couple of weeks, we'll, 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 we'll let them in, in the back over there, we'll let them sit. No, it's, it's, everybody is one chabura, it's beseder, don't get insulted. I know that people were upset, why did he go, and then, whatever, okay. 
But that's, it's challenging. These things are challenging. Who do you, who do you invite? Now, one thing we could say, I, the first thing I said to Noam last night was, we probably should invite Rabbi Schoenberg, the elders of the Shear, uh, Rabbi, uh, Mr. Um, Kormduth has uh, already moved to, to Rechavia, but anybody, Dr. Epstein, and then he was like, no, the opposite, because, you know, over 65, we should probably, they probably don't want to come on their own. Well, they're invited to come if they feel like coming and uh, putting their lives in jeopardy, that's fine. They have gedima. But anyway, we'll make room for the younger guys, the newer guys, uh, whatever. If you guys have recommendations, we'll do it. Zek de Mehelige Mishnah. So, going back. So the last Malacha in the first Mishnah, and also that's how the Masechta started, the Halachas of Eitzah. Going from one domain to another domain with an object in your hand. And we're going to see that every object is different. Every, it depends on what it is, and if it's a food. And a, there's a sheer, there's a certain amount that you need to carry in order to be over this Avera. So this is really two rules here. It has to be an object that people typically store, they care about, they want. And it has to be, it has to be the right amount. So let's say you care about raisins, but one raisin is not enough. It has to be a certain amount of raisins. And you took it out on Shabbos. There's an Itzer Hoytzah, to go from one domain to another domain, or to walk in the Rishos Harabim for Abbas. And if it's an item that nobody cares about, the Gemara will bring you a couple examples. And nobody, nobody uh, there's no shear, there's no, nobody hides this stuff, nobody stores it. And you took it out. You're not chayiv. So here the Mishnah, and we'll see a couple shitas here, future, three shitas. The Tanakama, the, 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 the Tan in the Mishnah holds that if a person decides he wants to, he likes, he likes dirt. He likes dirt in the street. So he's crazy. So for him, that's Hitzah. He just established that that's Hitzah. But for the rest of the world, we're normal people. We don't gather dust in our house. So we're not on the Hitzah if we carry his dirt. That he said, oh, this is Chashev, right? Like the guy... I told you about the guy I walked into his apartment and he, and he died a couple days later and he, he was a hoarder. So he had dirty tissues. So because he thinks that that's important, that's why I should be over in Eitzah if I take out his dirty tissue, for him it's Eitzah. Great. We'll see. Then no. Rabbi Lazar says, no, if I decide that this dirty tissue is chashuv and I keep it, then the whole world is going to have to suffer because of that. Everybody that touches that tissue and takes it out of the Rishon is chai. Another sheet in the Gemara. Says the Gemara, What does it come to exclude? Once you already show it to a Rav, you don't need it anymore, it serves zero purpose. So what are you saving it for? Unless you know, you're like that Rav that has different samples and he's teaching Talmudim, but if, it has no purpose, it has no purpose. Lapuke Atsiashera. Atsiashera, the Gemara talks about the wood from Abu Zara. Not only that that has no purpose, it's also Bahano. I was just thinking now that I don't know if I'm just it's a joke, really. But Atsiashera, the Gemara always says it's Ketusi Mechta Shiure. It's missing from the Shear. So if you take a Lula from Atsiashera, you don't have a Lula that's Fort Fach and whatever. It's missing from the Shear halachically, even though it physically is four, but it's as if it's ear. So here also, maybe, uh, not really, but it's Atzi Asher is also bad. No, it doesn't have a shear, it's nothing. It's worse than Dam Nido. Says the Gemara, Manda Omar Dam Nido, Kochkin Atzi Asher. Certainly, Atzi Asher, that's also bad. No, Dam Nido is not also bad. Manda Omar Atzi Asher, Ava Dam Nido, What purpose in the world could this Dam serve? Mishunra. You want to feed it to your cat. Ve'idoch, Kivin the Cholsho, Lui Matznalei. So very interesting, the Gemara says here that if a cat drinks that dam, the person that the dam belonged to becomes weak. So there's an interesting Taisvis. The article actually brings down, he says, Ayin in this Taisvis. Looked in that Taisvis in Nidadap Yud Zayin. Taisvis says that if you, th- you burn your nails, it says a chassid burns his nails. 
you shouldn't throw it on the ground, it's dangerous. Chassid burns his nails. Says Tyson's amazing thing. If you burn your nail, you're actually harming you. Because your nail that's detached from you is, is attached to you in a way. In a ruchnius way, it's attached to you. So if you burn it, you're harming you. So if you burn it, you're a chassid. Because you don't care about the harm that it causes you. In other words, Tyson is saying it's not just blood. It's not nida. It's anything that belongs to your body. And you harm it. Maybe even you take a haircut and you burn that hair. It could have an effect on you. If a dog drinks your blood from a wound that you have on the ground, it's dangerous to you. Very interesting. Our Mishnah cannot go like Reb Shimon by Echai. Dikir Reb Shimon, Omar, Le'omru kolash yur malolu, Elo lematzni eyem. So Reb Shimon actually is arguing on our Mishnah in two different things. First of all, he's saying like this. A wealthy person who could care less about a certain shear. You, you think that 25 uh, raisins is, is important? He's a billionaire. To him, 25 raisins is nothing. He needs a truckload of raisins. So the shear changes to him. Where our mission says no. Common folk decide what the shear is. Just because you're wealthy, you don't get an exemption to that, to that product. If you're going to carry 25 raisins, you're chayev like everybody else. The second thing that Reb Shimon argues on is that in our Mishnah, it seems like if somebody has less than the shear, he's not chayev, right? Anything less. Says Reb Shimon, no. If it's less than the shear and I decide it's important, it is. It is a shear. So says the Gemara. And if this is not an item that you typically put away, this doesn't fit this dirty tissue is not something you're going to put away. And you don't, and typically people don't do that. But this guy decided he wants to save it. And then another person comes along and does what he saw with it. He's why? This guy's intent of keeping it and deciding that's important, that it's important, creates an important item, and you take it out, you're chayev because of that guy. Says the Mishnah, every animal food has its own shear, and basically the shear is dependent on the type of animal. So if certain animal, if an elephant eats giant uh, branches, then it would have to be a mouthful of, of, of an elephant, because the only animal that eats branches are elephants, right? Let's say. So I might eat Tevin. This is for... Uh, illustrative purposes. I'm not 100% sure that I'm right here. I just couldn't figure it out, even from the art school, I couldn't figure out what they're talking about in terms of Tevin and Kash. Uh, we did learn on the Aflam and Vav, a difference between Kash and Gvava. So perhaps that's what the Gemara, the Mishnah means. The bottom line is that there are two types of straw. One is suitable for a cow, and one is suitable for a sheep. The softer one is suitable for a sheep. Maybe the one closer to the ground is softer, so it's more suitable for a sheep. Fine. They're both called Tev and Kash. I'm not familiar, I'm not a farmer, so I don't exactly know the exact, uh, what it means, but picture to yourself two types of straw. Hamaitzi Tev and If you take out a full mouthful of the straw that a cow eats, that's the shear. Eitzah, but if it's straw that Gemara explains from beans, bean straw, Cows don't eat that. Kimloi pigamel. Who eats it? A camel. So the shear is a camel's worth. Camel's mouth is larger than a cow's mouth. So it's a larger amount of eitzo. So the, mo- the, 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 the largest amount that the, the mission describes to us is a camel's mouth. Omir, if you have, um, how do you say Omir? Omir. Is, uh, is, yeah, this stuff here. This, this, the, the bottom stuff I'm saying. It's also a type of a straw. Like a sheep. Sheep's mouth. 
Asavim grass, Kimloi Pigdi, Pigdi has even a smaller mouth, he eats grass. So, it's a mouthful of grass. Ali Shum Vali Psalim, garlic and onion leaves. So it depends. Lachim Kigrigeris. Now, we're going to see in the following Mishnah all human food, cereal, meat, steaks, whatever it is, Kigrigeris. That's Allah Hamashim Sinai, a dry fig. Says the Mishnah that if they are moist, these leaves, then the shear is a Grigeris. That fits in to human consumption because we're dealing with human food now. Yeveshim kimloi pigdi. But if they're dried out, that's when a goat steps in and eats it, then it's the mouthful of a goat. In other words, if it's moist, it's not, it's not so much. Well, even if a gdi eats it, it's still, it's, it's raw for humans, so it goes by a different shear. It goes by the shear of a gerigeris. So the Mishnah says a statement. The Gemara is going to explain the statement. It's not as simple as you think. Typically, the shiurim are not starve. You can't take a camel's amount and add it to a half amount of a goat and put it together. Or maybe you could. The Gemara is going to say, "My eitzah." What does it mean? Eitzah is just the translation. Omer Yehuda, Tevin shall mean kitnis. This is bean straw. What happened? A guy takes out, he's doing it so, with camel food, but it's the mouthful of a cow. It's only the right amount for a cow. A camel's mouth is much larger, so it's not the right amount. But he wants it for his cow. I'm sorry, he wants it for his camel. Tabing him like pipar, ligamol, ribechon amachayev, ribshim belokish omar potter. Ribechon says he's chayev. Shimon says, Shlokish says, Potter. Burta, Omer Biachanan Hachi, in the morning, he retracted. Seligmar explains, Omer of Yosef, Shapiro, the Hadar, it's a good thing. The Holy Chazi, the Gomel. At the end of the day, you took it out for a camel. It's not, a, it's not the right amount for a camel. Omer Abai, other Rabbi, the Kinimikor, Mistarbo, the Chazi, the But it is the right amount for a cow. So I'm, I'm taking it back. He. Yeah, he took it out for a camel. And at the end of the day, it's, it's the right amount, it's a good shear for a cow. If he takes out the right amount for a cow, but he took it out for a, a, a camel. So, let's start over. You're talking about regular... What's the case? You're talking about straw. Straw that is good food for a cow. And they gave it the right amount for a cow. But he wants his camel to eat it. In other words, the shear is the right amount. The shear is tevin. Kipipara. That's what the Mishnah says. That when you're talking about straw, the upper part of the straw, then the right amount is the mouth of a, of a cow. And that's what he took out. So why is he not chayiv? He's not chayiv because he wants to feed it to his camel. And his camel has a larger mouth. So what? Adarabah. It's, it's the right amount for a cow. Who cares that he didn't want to take it out? He wanted to take it out for his camel. Says the Gemara, you're right. If he took out the right amount for a cow and... It's the right food for a cow and the right amount for a cow. But he took it out for a different animal, a larger animal, called a gomel. Of course he's chayiv because he took out the right amount. I don't care that he wants to feed it to. An so let's say you take out a, a, a gregaris, right? That's the amount for a human being. You take out cake for a human. But you have intent to give it to, to an elephant. So what? I took out the amount for a human being. Agrigaris, I don't care. The elephant won't even feel it. You'll put it in his mouth, it's like a, a, less than a drop for a human being. The case is different. I took out camel food. I want to feed it to my cow, which the cow typically doesn't eat it, and it's the right amount for a cow. But typically, in order to be chayiv, I have to take out the right amount for a gummel, which is much larger. 
I took out the smaller amount, that's enough for a cow, but a cow doesn't usually eat it. So what do I do? But it's the exact reverse. Why? Yes, the cow, if he's starving, he'll eat it, but that's not considered an achila. We have this concept a lot in Shas. So Rabbi Yechonon holds, it's not considered an achila. If it's not an achila, the real shear, the proper shear to be over is a full mouth of a camel. You didn't bring out the full mouth of a camel. You want to stuff it into a cow. It doesn't work. It's it's He's not going to really eat it. He has to eat it. He, he's going to throw up after. It's not. It's not achila. The cow benefited from it somewhat. He ate it at the end. He, you forced him to eat it. So yes, it's not the shear of a camel. It's the smaller shear. You're You take out the other piece of the straw. It's the size of a of a of a sheep. Sheep's mouth. But somewhere else it says the size of a, a dried fig. It's one shear. It's one shear, so why don't you just make it simpler? We know what a, a dried fig is. Say dried fig. Why, why are you telling me uh, the, 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 the mouth of a, of a goat? Who has a mouth of a goat to, to, to start comparing something? Today we don't have dried figs either? Okay, fine. I think it's easier to get a goat in Ramat B'Chemish than, than a dried fig. So... Says Taisus, the, the Gemara is telling you where do we come up with this mouth of a, of a, of a, of a, how, how do we come to the gregaris? We came to the gregaris not because it's human food. I think that's what Taisus is trying to say here. Typically, a gregaris tells me automatically you're talking about human consumption. Cake, gregaris. Steak, gregaris. And if it would say that straw is gregaris, you think because people eat it. No. The reason it's a gregaris is because goats eat it. And a goat's mouth is the size of a gregaris. Nothing to do with human consumption. So the Mishnah tells us halacha, finishes off, that you cannot combine two different shiurim, one with another. On Rabbi so says, listen, we're not talking about the leaves. By the way, Seth, don't worry, we're, we're getting, when we turn the page, then you'll be able to use your brand new Gemara. So meanwhile, you're going to have to suffer with whatever you have over there, the, the internet, the, whatever. Don't think that this shear of, of this idea that you cannot combine two shiurim is only talking about, first of all, the leaves of a onion and, and garlic. It's everything. And it's not exactly like you think. Says the Gemara. So just as an example, before, simple example. Let's say I tell you the shear of gold is 16 ounces. In order to be over gold, you have to pick up 16 ounces of gold and bring it into the Rishul Obviously, it's much less because gold is so valuable. But you only have 15 ounces of gold. 15. Now, could you take one ounce of silver and add it to the 15 of gold and go out? No, because silver is less valuable. So an ounce of silver doesn't add up to the 15 ounces of gold to make it 16. But the reverse, if you have 15 ounces of silver and you need 16 ounces in order to go into Rosh Hashanah, and you added one ounce of gold, since gold is much more chashav, of course you could add it to the silver, and you're over isadaraisa. So if you take it to food, the same thing applies. If I'm missing a, a half a dried fig worth of food from a camel food. Now, camel food is this much. It's his entire mouth. So if I take the smaller shear of a goat's mouth, which is the most chomer shear, the size of Gregarius, and I add it to the camel food, bam, now I have the shear, I'm over the isadaraisa. But in the reverse... If I have, I need a gregaris of, of, of goat food to go out and be over. And instead of a gregaris, all I have is a half a gregaris. So I take some hay from the barn, and I add it to this half a gregaris, and I say, now you have a full gregaris. That doesn't work. Because the hay that a camel eats, the, 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 the bean, I never heard of it, this bean straw that camels eat, eta, is, is cow. And cow doesn't go together with chamur. 
I don't care, gold and silver, silver and gold. Nothing should be mitzdarif. Zero. How can you mitzdarif anything? Every item, should, you should have the full amount of that item. How can you take another type of food, mix uh, yogurt together with steak and say, oh, now I have a, a gregarious. It doesn't work. Masnan, by the tomb of Medrus, when a Zav, a Nida, they stand on something, they touch something, the tomb of Medrus. It says, what's the shear? Habeget shloisha shloisha. So, this is a beged. The shear is three tvachim by three tvachim. The one right above it is a sack. Now, I, instead of doing square, I found the sacks. I thought it was cooler, but it's a square, yeah? Four by four. Slightly larger than this beged. That's the shear if a, a, a tame, a zav, zava, stand on it, sit on it, becomes tame. Has to be four by four. Leather, five by five. Reads a mat six by six. Says the Gemara, says the Mishnah. So the halacha is each one can combine with the one next to it. This could combine, six could combine with the five guy with the leather, leather could combine with sack, sack could combine with the beged. But you cannot take a beged and combine it with the mat. The blue and the mat don't go together. Says what's the reason? Explains Rashi. If I have a problem with my saddle, my mule saddle, I'll, I'll take any one of these. Let's say my saddle is made out of leather. I'll take the sack for time being and 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 uh, put a little bit of a, of a fix there. I'll, I'll uh, whatever, what is it called? A, um, what, I, what you have on your pants when you're a little kid, uh, a patch. I'll put a patch on my, on my saddle. Saddle patch, great. So this is Gemara, well, you need a good reason. So I had a good reason, I could put a saddle patch. But what's the reason in food? How do you combine two foods together? There's no good reason. Time in the room, time of Moshe. A goat doesn't eat the camel food. And a camel doesn't eat the goat food. So how can you combine the two? Yes, this is more chashev, it's a smaller shear, it's this, it's that. But they don't combine together. I'm not, I, if I give the, the, the camel a lot of grass, a lot of uh, the leaves of, of, of garlic, he won't eat it. He's used to bean straw. So just because the garlic comes in a smaller shear, how can you be mitzarif it to the bean straw? Umarava, I'll tell you why. Turn the page, if a guy is selling a product, so he has a bunch of different products next to each other. He says, look, I sell the, the bean straw, I sell the grass, I sell this. So they do combine in, in one area. Since they combine in that area, so now I can combine them together, the chamer with the cow. Not the cow to the chamer, but the chamer to the cow. Just like I have by the saddle. Once in a million years, a guy takes a piece of sack made out of goat hair and he plugs up a hole that he has in the saddle. So therefore, all other places that I have a beged and I have ar, oh, now they combine. Okay, so here also I have a guy that runs around from city to city trying to sell off animal food and he puts them together on the same little dish and he says, look, I sell this, I sell this. So they combine. Says the Mishnah, Hamaiti Acholim Kigregeris. So this is Allah Mishim Sinai. All food that humans eat, the shear is Gregeris. There's no difference. The following Mishnah in the next parak talks about liquids. And since they all have one shear, so yes, I can combine yogurt with a steak in order to be chayiv they're all one cheer. One cheer means I could be inside of everything. But I cannot include I don't include the, the shell, and the pit, and the stem. Yesterday I was, I was doing the eight minute daf, and in the middle of the eight minute daf, I get to this, and like, and the ukets, and I, I wrote down ukets, and I'm like, how do you say ukets in English? And I'm like, the brown thing, the, 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 the branch, the, I didn't say stem. At the end, I didn't say stem. 
and I didn't re-record, whatever. That's how it happens sometimes, a lot of times, every night. Anyway, the Gairinev Oktayim, Vesubanu Mursanon, bran. So there's a certain bran, you take off, you peel it off, you get rid of it. There's the, 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 the heavier bran, the lighter bran, Suban, Mursan. Now, when you when you cook chant, you have chant. You eat the you eat the bean with with its peel, with the whatever the, the klipa. You eat the arbus. You're gonna eat it with the. So it's part of it. So if it's part of it, you can't start taking it off and start counting and start measuring without the klipa. That's something you eat. Something you eat. Watermelon. I take off the peel, so I cannot count the peel of a watermelon together with my watermelon. But beans are different. Says the Gemara, "V'subanu mursan alam itstarfin." What are you telling me? Bran is not included. Of course, it's included. V'snan chameshes revayim kemach vayid five quarters of kemach. In other words, one and a quarter kav requires chala vayid chayav mechala. But over there, it says in the Mishnah, "Hein v'suban umursanan." You can include the bran. You don't have to take out the bran. Very, very different. As Rashi explains, that by Chala it says Lechem Ha'aretz, the bread of the ground for the common folks. Now look what the Gemara says there. If you're a health nut, you're a poor guy. You're, you're a Nebuch. Don't be healthy. Don't eat a bread. Eat, eat the proper bread. So, a poor guy, he'll eat it with the bran, the, the whole wheat, the whole grain thing. I don't know how they eat it. Regular people don't. So, on Shabbos, it's not chashev enough. It's so not chashev what this poor person, this, this whole wheat stuff that's so healthy, is so not chashev, says the Gemara, that if I take out a bread of whole wheat on Shabbos, I'm not over that shear. I need the real shear. Now, Rabbi Schoenberg pointed out to me this morning, Chavali's not here, Chavali can't talk. I love when he tells us his, his information, but basically, he's saying to be careful when we make challah today, because over here, he brings a ritva, that if you remove the bran from the, the wheat, and then you reintroduce it, and that's basically what they do today, I guess, that's what he's trying to explain to me, I think that's what he's trying to say. If you take it out, and I see him shaking his head probably, I don't even see him, but I know, in Jashir, he's going, no, no, and then he'd say a nice, explanation of how it works today and what we should be careful. But Kitzer, if you think that five cups of flour, whatever it is, is chayv chala, says Rabbi Schoenberg, be careful. Because what happened was they removed the bran. And then they reintroduced the bran. And reintroducing the bran, that bran is not chashev anymore. So what we have today is, is, is flour with what they reintroduced. According to the Ritva, you can't count that bran. So Mimele, you have to take off minus whatever percentage that brand is, 10%, 20%. Yeah, Rabbi Schoenberg, am I saying it okay? Now I see you. Rabbi Schoenberg, just shake your head, yes, no. Oh, he could talk. But we have five minutes left. <laughs> what are you saying, Rabbi Schoenberg? Uh, yes, um, the Bezat's in the matter of the Kastras. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you, but we have five minutes left, so you've got to make it quick. The Bezat's in the of the says... So you have to allow 15%. 15%. Um, so that means that if you would normally take uh, challah starting at 1200 gram, um, it would be, you'd, you'd already have to start paying challah at a lower figure. I'm just getting out of the way. Keep on talking. I'm just pointing the camera at you. Yeah. Don't worry about it. The, the, <clears throat> the, the process of uh, making Whole, whole wheat flour is they make the set, use the same process to make white flour, take all the bran out, but then to have whole wheat, they put the bran back in. But once the bran's been taken out, it doesn't count as flour anymore, and therefore the volume is, is, is much, much greater than you need. I hear. And, uh, they talk about 15%. You Thank you, Rabbi Schoenberg. What, what's your plan? You're coming back to the Bismarck with everybody else, or are you going to keep it safe? Okay, that's what I thought. But you are the first person that I had on my list to invite, together with Dr. Epstein. So you decide what you want, and uh, you'll, you'll tell us in the registration form what you want to do, when you want to come back. Whenever you want to come back, you are invited, especially that you were there from day one, 
and you sit right next to me. So I'm looking forward to that day. All right, but by the way, we're still going to have Zoom, and we just bought two giant screen TVs that are going to go in the back of the Bismedrash facing me, not facing everybody else. So everybody on Zoom is going to, so we're going to have Bezer Hashem, the 80 people, when that day comes, in the live, plus hundreds of people on the screens right in front of me. It's going to be amazing. So then you could, uh, Rabbi Schoenberg, you'll talk from there, from the Zoom. We'll still have the same capabilities. Says the Gemara Viter. You tell me only lentils, but not beans. Rebuild sticks them both in the same category, like I did by mistake in the Mishnah. Like When you're talking about fresh beans, then they're, they're counted as one. Uh, people eat fresh beans with the, like we do in Shalt. Atiki. When you're talking about older beans, not. Because they look like dead flies in your food. They, they, they turn black and they look like disgusting things. And memela, it's not appetizing. If it's not appetizing, then it doesn't have chashivas. When Noam came over yesterday, we were discussing this parrot, Klal Godol. And we're talking about what an amazing parak and what amazing concepts it has. Start off with Tuma and Tyra. And, and, and yesterday we were talking about you cut off a, uh, an animal's head, it's 100% going to die. And you say, well, I didn't want it to die. I wanted to keep it alive because the blood is clearer and better and therefore you're not chayev. And it says Rashi in Sukkah because then it turns you into a not miskaven. And we went through that in about 45 seconds flat and we went weiter. And when we were in yeshiva, we would take a, a concept like that and I was in Pasaic, we would learn something like that for over two weeks. We'd go through all Reb Chaim's and Reb Bears and, and understand the concept deeper and bring it from all Shas and all the raid. And us as the Afiyomi people, we, we learned a concept like that. Poof, next. But I want to say there's still something to it. There's a lot to it. Learning the concepts, knowing... You can learn one concept for two weeks and miss out every single daf has concepts. And it's as amazing as the sugya is, the going, knowing everything, like Rav always says, you learn everything, then you can go, you can go back and, and study it deeper. But there's a lot to daf of learning the concepts and learning more concepts. And uh, it's just very interesting. Hadron Allah Khalagal, next parak. So we're just continuing with the same thing. We're talking about Oitsa again. And now, I don't even know why it's a new parak. We're talking about food. What the shear for food? Well, there's a shear for liquids. Yayin So in those days, you take a little bit of strong wine and you would add water. How much? We'll see. One part wine, three parts water, one part wine, two parts water. We'll see. As Rabbi Shomer once explained to us when we were learning, I think, Avedah Zara, he was saying that in those days they didn't have a, a good filtration system and water was actually dangerous to drink. I think he said that. And uh, so, so people would like add wine to the water to make the water better. I think you said that, did you? I don't know, just shake your head. You don't have to give us a drush right now. Fine. So, something like that. Who cares? The point is, in those days, the, the wine was diluted by a lot. More than double, maybe triple or more. We'll see. So it's enough to, to make such a, a, a cup of wine. And we'll see in the Gemara. Cholav, how much is the shear for milk? Kedai Gemiyah, very interesting shear. It's less than a revius. It's a, a gulp worth. What you fill up, fill up your mouth and gulp down. Dvash, how much for honey? Kedai litin alakasis to put on a wound. Rashi starts off saying on a wound of an animal, of a horse. Then he says, my rabbeim said, it's a wound of a human being on the bottom of his foot. Whatever. Shemen. To anoint a small limb, the Gemara will explain. Ma'im, how much for water? To make an anointment for the eye. Everything else is revius. Says Rashi, what's revius? One and a half eggs. Revius means a quarter. Quarter? A quarter of what? A quarter of a log. In our days, we always like to say it's between three to five ounces, somewhere in that realm. Rabbi Shimon argues. So this is going back to the Mishnah we had on Ein Him Beis that we started off today. Rabbi Shimon Shita. What does he hold? Shimon, uh, Rabbi Shimon Oimer, Kulam Not true. 
All the Shurim are revias. Says Reb Shimon that I hold that somebody that's matzniya needs a shear. If you're going to hide it, at least have a shear. But if you remember, our Mishnah, the Tanakhama of our Mishnah doesn't hold to that. If you decide that a tissue is, is something you want to keep, so you're over on a tissue. You don't need a shear for a tissue. For you. Then came Reb Shimon and said, then you make the tissue also for everybody. But our Tana holds that a pachas make a shear. If you decide a pachas make a shear, for you it's also. Says the Gemara, just one more minute. Tana. It has to be, this wine is for a beautiful cup. The cup of benching. As we learned in Brachas, if you remember, a cup of benching needs 10 things. Rashi brings a bunch of them. This hadacha, you have to wash it inside and outside, and you have to do itur with, with cups, and you have to wear a hat, a special hat. Remember, we discussed hats, I still wear a hat. What happened to Nachum Harvitz? Uh-oh. Is everybody, uh, it just looked like everybody was uh, paused for a second. So, a bunch of different things. You have to hold it with your right hand, you have to lift it up a tefach off the ground. Fine. So, it needs a quarter of revias. That when you add three quarters water to that one quarter wine, now you have a kois, shabracha, noam, get ready, have a wonderful, wonderful day. Thank you, Edgeware, Edgeware, London, Edgeware is London, right? Oh, that's right. I was just saying, I see somebody from Edgeware. Edgeware is, uh, is, is London, right? Is, uh, is England somewhere, I think. Ali, thank you so much. Yeshua. Yes, good, good. Yeah. 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 everybody. Twelve hundred, not less. What did you say? You're talking to me? It should be more than twelve hundred. Yeah, I think Yanki said it should be less than twelve hundred. Twelve hundred what? Ah, 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 ah. Rabbi Leader, are you coming back? Can you make a sound when you finish a volume of our crew or just a bear? That's how many you want to make. It is an accomplishment. You finish an art scroll, it's an accomplishment. Listen, Mati, Mati, only make a seum on art scroll if you do all the notes on the bottom. If you do all the notes on the bottom, you can make a seum on art scroll. Yeah, exactly. Not, uh, when we go to base measures, yeah, tomorrow, tomorrow's going to be probably the last day. Tomorrow, Matzah Shabbos. You guys are going to chat. Listen, Victor, I know you're going to chat. I know it. I know you're going to chat. It doesn't matter where we are and how we are. hundred percent. A hundred percent. Was today a record for the most Mishnayot learned in one day? I think we learned four different Mishnayot. Yeah, I don't think it's a record, but uh, it might be up there. Rebezro, what's going to be? Rebezro, you're going to continue joining us from, uh, from Australia when we go to the base Medrash?
It's the middle of the day over here. That's the problem. <laughs> Why is that a problem? The problem is if it's the middle of the night. <laughs> Should be the night Once we start the night chair, he'll be able to join that. Josh, please, please, stop with the night chair. We're all used to doing the morning chair now. Come on, don't do that to me. I, th- I was thinking one good thing came out of the, one good thing came out of Corona. I don't have to do the night chair anymore. Wait, Sunday no more night chair? We got to give you a few days. We'll give you a week, maybe. Oh my gosh. Please, please. Okay, I really appreciate you letting me sponsor a doc today. And it was so emotional. And this is a the whole Shas ties into Masech Sukkah, you sure? The whole Shas, yeah, I see. I love you, Ellie. A lot more undercover stuff going on. Hopefully you let me donate a few more shirim. <laughs> uh, no, you only get one share per year. You just used it up. Yeah. Sure, don't worry. I've got your back. I'll, uh, I'll put your name under something else. Rabbi Yoyli, what's going on? Rabbi from Lakewood. to you. I love Lakewood guys. Lakewood guys are amazing. You know Rabbi Frol Yoselevsky? I don't. I'm a Brooklyn guy. I'm a Brooklyn kid. You know? He's also from Brooklyn, but he has this long, giant beard. He, he joins us all the time. He sends us pictures, emails, all that. It doesn't hurt that he's my cousin, but whatever. A little biased. It's from Brooklyn. We're in Brooklyn. Did you go? Oh, yeah, you told us. 45th Street and 9th Avenue or something, whatever, over there. There you go. They have the Schreiber. The what? Joel Schreiber, really. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where did you, what cheder did you go to? Which one? Be careful what you're saying about me. I can hear you. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Yoli, what did you say? Which chayda? I started start the skver. Which one? Which one? Which skver? Sorry? Which skver? 43rd and 14th. Oh, you started in the real skver. The real stuff. I went to the one. I went, also went to skver, believe it or not. I went to Beis Yitzchak on 45th Street and 14th Avenue. Really? Yeah, that's a fake skver. That's a, a lot of Litvish kids went there. Oh man, I have pays. I have pays. You don't have pays? By the way, uh, you used to mention uh, you used to mention Colin Stolen. Yeah. Uh, when I was living in Brooklyn, I used to go much a young kipper to the Colin Stolen Shulman Bar Park because they would have a big celebration to celebrate the fact that the Colin Gogol came out alive and healthy. Uh, so it started with the with the Birkas Achodesh, Birkas Kiddush Levana, across the street where as you.